You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind in all of existence. I'm so happy you are joining us today. We have a hot topic going on. But before we get started, let's shout out to our sister company, J. Hill Mark, for funding this podcast and helping the one percenters and global brands craft their stories and brand messages. Thank you for supporting Sick Biz's mission to bring more tools and value to our community of sick and disabled workers. Entrepreneurs, I should say. Not just workers. Entrepreneurs. Before we hop into the show... Do me a favor and grab my book, Six Success, over on Amazon, packed with stories and lessons that I have used to improve my life. I wanted to share it with you. That's why I wrote it. So hop on over there. Pick it up. Today on the podcast, we're talking about what you can do to let go. What you can do to relinquish control in your business. And it even applies to your life. Because when you can teach yourself to let go in business, you can also teach yourself to let go in other areas that affect your life. You know you can't scale without being able to let go. It's impossible to build a business by yourself. And since I've been in business in earnest, I had a little thing on the side just Whenever I was employed by other people, I always had a side gig going on. I've been in business in earnest January 2015. What I personally learned is that there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. Now, the business owner, go along on this journey with me. He's the guy at 7-Eleven who owns the franchise, opens up the business in the morning. He prepares the coffee. He rotates the hot dogs on the little rollers. You know what I'm talking about. Does anybody ever eat those? By the way, every time I go into those little 7-Eleven, little franchisee corner stores, I'm thinking, who is eating those? Is there a demand for these? Why are we continually? (laughs) Why are these hot dogs still here? I thought they were there last Tuesday. My point is that the business is running that business owner. They are not running the business. Maybe that's the place to get the differentiation of understanding between a business owner and an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a person who has started up their business and they are working in their business to move themselves out of the business and that original position that they were in. Think of it this way. If the entrepreneur were to take a vacation, they would not close the business. That's the goal of the entrepreneur is to continually grow the business so you can hand it off to other people or you can hand off various sections to other people. You know you're going to be able to take that vacation or you know you can work on a particular strategic piece in the business and let somebody else handle a promotion, for example, or maybe they're writing down a new sales process. You can do this and your doors will stay open. Being an entrepreneur requires the ability to go go outside of yourself. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about letting go, letting go of control. 
And I'm not applying this to the business owner. I'm applying this to entrepreneurs. It requires the ability to trust. And as I've been saying this past week, it requires that you give yourself the permission to fuck up. Because what I've learned just even in the past three months, we're always learning every moment in business. When you sink your hooks into the business and you're loath to let go and you're loath to even subject your business or your clients to any form of making a mistake and you do it to preserve your company, you're not growing. You won't even be able to grow beyond your own abilities and bandwidth if you cannot unclench from your business and welcome other people in. But how do we trust? And this is a tricky one. We trust by doing exactly the opposite of what we want to do when we fear trusting. So if you want to trust somebody, but you're afraid to do it, the only thing to do is trust them. There is no other recourse for you. It's the damnedest thing. I know it is uncomfortable thinking about putting your business or your success in somebody else's hands. It's the exact opposite of what you want to do. It's the exact opposite of what your body and your brain are screaming at you to do. Hold back, hold back. Don't go forward. But the only way to grow is to move forward. That is the first little ripple of dipping our toes into the pond of this podcast. Talking about what it takes to let go. Talking about trust. We're going to be discussing a number of other things as well. Not just what's required to help you release and relinquish control of your business, your baby. But also what you can do for yourself to help support yourself as you go through this journey. Another thing that's helpful to me is to make sure I'm taking the time to meditate. And I'm not talking about being Rafiki in the jungle king forest, crossing my legs and arms and saying, "Om," fingers in the okay position on your knees. I'm talking about taking the time to be with your thoughts. It's intensely important that you honor every single thought that comes up. And that you not beat yourself up for it in any way, shape, or form. Because when you acknowledge it, you are able to release that emotion. And so many people in business think that growing and moving and scaling has everything to do with keeping a stiff upper lip and not having any type of reaction to what they're going through. And that is not the case. Because we are inherently human. We can't deny the emotions that occur as we're going through major transformative shifts in our life. As humans, we know 100%. It is a guarantee. We are going to experience emotions every single day and varying emotions, depending on the circumstances. But to believe that we don't need to process everything that's going on in our lives and in our business is ignorant. It's kind of like the saying, suck it up and don't cry. 
which I've never been a fan of. And I was raised that way. And there's a bunch of us in the 70s that are like, we know if you don't stop crying. I'm going to give you something to cry about. And it seems like controlling that reaction was the intention. But what happens when we don't process emotions? They become impacted inside us and they can affect us much later down the line and not even just psychologically, physically. We now know there is a huge connection between stress and trauma and the diagnoses of chronic illnesses later in life. So make sure whatever you're going through in terms of your business or in your life, by extension, that you are allowing yourself to do it without guilt, without self-recrimination. Allow yourself to be a human being and create that special place for you where you can be human, where you can make mistakes, where you can screw up. As long as your intention is the best, there's nothing you can't come back from. And that's how you want to build your business too. The third thing I want you to think about is to consider the alternative. This is another way of thinking about how the business is growing and what the alternative would be if you let it continue on exactly as it is without attempting to bring in other people, without attempting to let go. When I ask myself that question, as I have had to do for the past couple of years, I know the alternative to letting go is that I will just keep sweating and grinding and hustling all the time. And my life, the other pieces and elements of it, and even the work elements of it, will suffer. It's not that I don't love working. I have an immense passion for it. But we all need balance. And we are not alive to work. We are alive to have experiences and to open ourselves to other people's ways of thinking. We are alive to bring joy. We are alive to inspire, to share, and to deepen relationships and make memories. So are you going to be able to do what matters to you if you can't let go? If you can't let go, what does that look like for you? That's the part that's hard because a lot of people feel like, well, I can do it myself. I can do everything myself. I can learn everything myself. But I want to tell you, it's really not the greatest goal to strive for because then you're just going to be marginally successful across the board at a multitude of actions or tasks. When that's the case, are you really that impressive? Is that the direction that you want to go? I'd imagine your answer is no. My answer is no. Nobody starts a business so they can perform at a mediocre level. Nobody starts a business of what's simply acceptable, what they're doing. It's like those new Geico commercials. Maybe you guys have seen them. They're just saying, yeah, it's okay. Yes. I'm one of the tattoo artists in the city. And the guy goes, what do you mean you're one of the top tattoo artists? <laughs> Stay in your lane. 
So think about that. What's your alternative? It's more late nights. It's more strained or fractured relationships. It's more muddiness of being unable to see where you need to focus. Another thing that helps me is to see yourself. I see myself in a bigger role of sharing abundance. We can be very short-sighted sometimes. All of us can say, my plan and my pain is just for me. I'm affected by it the most, and so I am going to focus on it. It gives me attention. It gives me validation. But the fact of the matter is that pain is not just for you, but neither is glory. Neither is abundance. It's for everybody. There has to be a reason that we go through pain. And I feel like it's not saying, why did this happen to me? So many people get offended when you say that. Well, why did that happen to you? Why do you think that happened? And they want to tell you, I, I think I want you to shove it. I don't think that there was any good reason. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel it's justified. What I like to do when I don't understand something that's happened is something that's throwing me for a major, major loop with my health in particular, as I say, what am I supposed to do with this new information? Even if my life is different and unrecognizable, what am I supposed to do with this new information to improve my life or other people's lives and to make sure that it's more meaningful than it was before? Because there is nothing to me, there's nothing worse than wasted pain than going through suffering and coming out of it angrier, coming out of it more resentful because we don't want to relinquish control into what we thought our lives would be. That's wasted pain and that's prolonged suffering by our very choice. Or we can say, wow, this came up, that sucks. I'm going to do the absolute best that I can to make sure that I get the most out of this situation. Even if it's something I never thought of myself. I never in a million years would have said, you know what, I'm 42. When I am 42, I'm going to get sick. And then I'll do this and this and this. Never would have said that in a million years. Always thought I was going to get my shit together. There's going to be more time. All of these things. Just because I didn't think of it. And it led to this landfall abundance in my life. In the form of being connected to amazing, caring, mind-blowing people. Just because I didn't think of it doesn't mean that I have to be bitter about it. Well, I didn't plan this. Screw that. No, I'm looking at it and saying, what am I supposed to do with this information to make my life better? Life lessons are funny. Making a little shift here. And you will keep bumping up against the same wall. You will keep repeating your lessons until they're learned. Let me give you an example. 
I started a business with Catherine, who is now working at J. Hallmark. She's my right-hand gal. When I started a business with her, we began to work together, and our business grew phenomenally within just a few months. We saw the potential that we had together. We could get a business off the ground, benefit clients, benefit a crew of subcontractors. And then we became afraid. And it was like we stood there, just threw some gasoline and matches on the business and just <laughs> watched it go up in flames. We can laugh about it now because we're working together again. And she has even said, and I agree with her, it was the best thing we ever did was to burn that business to the ground. Because there were some major, major dysfunctions in the systems and processes that were not going to work. And we can look at that now and say, oh, that was not going to work. But it's interesting because we come back together again. We're bumping up against the same wall because we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to learn these lessons. We're supposed to work together. You have an urge or an instinct inside of you to keep moving forward. I know you do. You're listening to this podcast. If you're somebody who wants to lay around and eat Cheetos and, I don't know, those pudding cups all day and play video games, this is probably not the podcast for you. But if you're a person who is incrementally moving forward and trying to get past those fears, you can relate. You keep coming back to the fears. What am I supposed to do with this? I tried it this way. I screwed it up. Okay, I'm going to try it again. I try it a different way. And you'll keep going. So in a way, you really don't have a choice in the matter. You are going to continually gravitate towards what you want to do. We want to make it happen. So we're going to keep coming back to what we're supposed to learn. Whether it's tomorrow, or next year, next week. You will keep coming back to what you are supposed to do and what you are hungry to do. You may as well stop fighting it. As you're learning to relinquish control, focus on the jobs that bring you joy. As you're doing this, and it can be a very frightening time, but there are a couple of things that I want you to try and compartmentalize in your head. You get to take joy out of a few things and really sink into that joy. Immerse yourself into that joy. Whatever you are giving yourself, for instance, here I'll give you a for instance. As I am learning to let go of control, what I really like to do is I love to talk to clients. I love to help them with their book coaching. I love to be in on closing the contract. I love to take people through that process. I love to help them write. And to be that safe place for them. It's almost like therapy. Writing a book is taking you through a massive, massive transformation. And a lot of writers haven't processed what they've gone through in their life. And so it is a privilege to be there and in that trusted role. I love, love, love people. And I will not give that up. 
I love helping brands get clear on what they're trying to say emotionally. I get to retain those things. I get to say, yep, I'm going to keep those things. And I get to feel joy about it. I want to do this. I enjoy doing it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to enjoy it. Enjoy letting go of what you don't want to do on the flip side. And you do get to feel pleasure at not doing that too. Let me tell you what. I'm fine not doing invoices anymore. I'm fine not entering customers' names into the CRM. When you started this thing, you don't have to justify to anything, into anything or anybody what you want to do and how you want to move forward. You get to do that. And you get to have joy over it. And you get to have guilt free joy. I don't know if there ever is such a thing as joy with a side of guilt, but seems like it would go against exactly what the definition of joy is. But give yourself permission to enjoy the things that you don't struggle with as you're fighting through this transformation. And before you give everything off, make sure that you've tried everything that you can do yourself. So meaning tap into your resources, look at your plans, see what you can do, what other people can do. Don't count yourself out. Don't sell yourself short. Don't get to the point of being overwhelmed that you just start handing things off willy-nilly, projects willy-nilly to people that you're not sure if they're qualified to do or if they should be working in the capacity with you. Take a moment to see what you can possibly accomplish by yourself and with a team. This is the time for transparent honesty. It's helpful to approach this course, this new direction, by not making yourself feel guilty about what you need to be happy. In all areas of your life, how many hours of sleep do I need today? What do I need every day? How many hours do I need to spend with my children, my significant other? What do I need for me time? Do I need a half an hour? Do I need time in between appointments? Really plot out what it is going to require for you to feel like you're in a good place because you are the one in charge of sculpting this. You're in charge of your life. So be honest about your life because otherwise you're going to come back to it again. Listen to this podcast again. Be like, what did she say? Rewinding it. I can't find that spot. Right? That's what Define your other bits of time that illustrate the kind of life you want to live. And do not let calendar creep influence your schedule. I know that Catherine is listening to this and rolling her eyes right now because calendar creep, man, that is live and well. And I'm doing... I'm working on it. And I, I like to talk to you about the fact that I'm working on things too. I don't want to come to you and be like, well, I've got this all figured out or whatever. There is a beauty in struggling together, maybe not even struggling together, but learning together. We're in this together. I'm telling you, these are things that I'm working on or these are things that I learned and they're very helpful. It doesn't mean I've nailed it. Can we ever nail it? the very essence of doing business. I don't even know if that's the case. 
Next. Practice saying no. It is hard to do. Two little letters, one little word. Say it to your spouse, your kids, your relatives, your neighbors. Scaling your business doesn't mean serving everyone. And as you improve your skills and raise your prices accordingly, realize everyone who has worked with you before may not be as willing. Do it anyway. Grow anyway. Scale anyway. We are trained to say yes. We are trained to just smile more. Oh, you'd be so much prettier if you smiled. Hey, what's got you down? We are trained to hide our emotions. It's embedded in our society every single day. We don't even think about it anymore. It's not acceptable to go around and have a bad day. Cheer up. Things will be better tomorrow. Look on the bright side. So we're always trained to be helpful, always trained to go outside of ourselves. So this, again, is going exactly against how we've been raised. Unless, like your mom said, you were born in a barn. Maybe that was just, maybe that was just in my family. <laughs> it's imperative that we stop. We defend the direction that we need. Try to think of our goal. Recognize the trajectory and the steps that we need to take to get there. So we need to be okay with saying, no, this doesn't suit me. This doesn't suit my goals. This doesn't respect my boundaries. Don't forget also to embrace this chapter. And all the adversity it brings. If we never had adversity, we wouldn't have the opportunity to learn. Since most learning seems to come from making mistakes. And it doesn't come from noting when what has gone well. It doesn't come from noting what has gone well in our lives, does it? It comes from noting, boy, that sucks. I felt pain from that. I don't want to do that again. It's not like, wow, that went really well. You know, I think I'm going to replicate that and I'm uh, just keep going on that. When adversity rears its head in my life, I am reprogramming myself to think, is this experience reinforcing a belief or a value I am practicing? Or is this an opportunity to learn a lesson I may never forget? I want you also to celebrate your discomfort. I'm not kidding. This is all about flipping our expectations on their heads. Everything that we're expected to do when we experience an emotion. Think about what it looks like to do the opposite. So with discomfort, toast yourself. Buy yourself a new pair of earrings. Get your favorite dessert. Order in dinner. It is so important to celebrate our little milestones, especially those that help us move forward, and especially those that are painful, that we survived and learned from. So often it's like, well, I'm drowning, I'm throwing my hands up in the air, and I'm saying, help me, help me, I'm going through this. When what we need to do is say, oh, we made it through. We survived. Let me tell you what. If I was drowning, my greatest fears, by the way, if I was drowning, somebody rescued me, 
and I came within a hair's width of death. When I woke up, after I was done spitting up water, I would have the biggest damn party ever. I would celebrate that adversity. What did I learn? Well, I learned to put a life jacket on. Or whatever else led to my near drowning. What did we learn? What a great reason to celebrate. We learned we're stronger. We learned we're never going to do that again. Priceless information. If we had had that information from the get-go, how different would the journey be? Being afraid is nothing to beat yourself up over. And we know in business, it might not even signal that you need to run. But it does signal that you need to grow so you can resolve the fear. Here's an idea. Make a fear bucket list. Where else will you grow and go in your business and your life? We focus on making lists of activities and things that will bring us joy. But do we practice regularly daring ourselves to confront our fears so we can be braver and braver? Not invincible, but so we can tap into our own empowerment and we can learn again and again and again how astounding we are. In order to let go of control, let's recap what we talked about today. And there were 11 items. So lucky number 11 is. Number one is trust. Two, meditate. Three, consider the outcome. Four, see yourself in a bigger role. Five, learn your lessons. Six, Focus on what brings you joy. Seven, ensure you have tried everything. Eight, practice saying no. Nine, embrace adversity. Ten, celebrate your discomfort. And eleven, push yourself with a fear bucket list. And after you put some items on that fear bucket list, I invite you to share them with the rest of the Sick Biz community. We are so conditioned to feel security from a sense of control, but the greatest reassurance I ever felt was when I free fell into the hell of my declining health. I couldn't do a thing but work on acceptance. I was out. Everything was out of my hands. I had no choice but to either accept it or fight it. Thank goodness I was too tired to fight. But feeling this way so helpless and resigned led me to take bigger leaps. Our life can be different. This is another weird reason why I'm thankful for my illness. Let's work on being more aware of what our steps should be and answer honestly how we can move ahead and grow even when we want to run in the other direction and dive under our desks. Fear, adversity, change. Let's begin to welcome these elements into our lives 
Let's embrace being out of control. So we will realize that, one, we're never in control. And two, striving for it or even living like you assume you have control is very stressful. Examine what fear is holding you back from unclenching in your life and your business. When we can't give up perceived control, it's because we must feel like we are going to lose something. What is that thing you don't want to let go of? It might even be just a belief. Hope that you got a lot out of this particular episode of Sick Biz Buzz. I know I did. It's helpful to go over the lessons that I've learned and share them with you, and I thank you for that. Before I let you go, remember, buy my book. How's that for a shameless plug? I'm getting ready to throw one hell of a shindig book launch event, and I would love your support. And I'd love for you to find the support for yourself in the book, which is, again, why I wrote it for you. Get ready for a big chunk of actionable content that you can use to make your life unrecognizable. So we're not different. We can both do this. That does it for today's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week. Be well.